Welcome to the Circle of Chi podcast. I am your host, Victoria Smith, creator of CircleofChi.com and hashtag natural marketer. Explore the possibilities with me each week as I do more research and more studies become available. After you listen to this episode, I'm certain you'll want to join the tribe, change your habits, and change your life. Wellness is defined as the condition of good physical, mental, and emotional health, especially when maintained by an appropriate diet, exercise, and other lifestyle modifications. But more importantly, wellness is a multidimensional state of being, describing the existence of positive health in an individual as exemplified by quality of life and a sense of well-being. Wellness is not merely the absence of disease. Is not a positive nor static state, but rather a dynamic and conscious development of the whole self. Wellness is associated with intentions, choices, and actions leading toward an optimal state of well-being so that instead of surviving, you're thriving. So it's time to change your habits. It's time to change your life. Last week, I talked with you about the first dimension of total wellness, which is your physical dimension. Did you attempt any of the changes in your habits? Did you get out and move more? As we move into September and fall approaches, our surroundings change and so does our mindset. Ironically, September is Self-Care Awareness Month and here we are talking about total wellness. So are you ready to take the next step and achieve total wellness? You are saying yes, I know it. (laughs) So the second dimension of total wellness is emotional or mental wellness. Before we challenge ourselves to take on this dimension, we must make some changes in our physical state, like getting up and moving more. Moving gets the heart rate pumping and the serotonin in the brain begins to adjust. And this is how we begin to adjust our emotional wellness. So what is emotional wellness? How you you feel can affect your ability to carry out everyday activities, your, your relationships, and your overall mental health. How, react, how you react to your experiences and feelings can change over time. Emotional wellness is the ability to successfully handle life stresses and adjust to change in difficult times. Now, why is that important? Fear, anger, stress, and hopelessness can affect you and your relationships. You may wonder how to deal with these feelings. You may have difficulty talking with your family and friends about them. You may need help, but are unsure how to ask for it. Improving emotional wellness can make you aware that your feelings are normal, teach you strategies to feel less afraid and more helpful, help you deal with stress and improve your emotional well-being. It can help you manage relationships with family and friends. It can help you talk about your feelings better. 
It can also help you, it can also encourage you to ask for and accept help from others. So what can you do? A great resource I have found is the NIH, National Institutes of Health. But before I begin talking about the National Institutes of Health strategies, I want to remind everyone here that Number one, I am not a medical practitioner. I am not a psychologist, psychotherapist, nor a medical practitioner. Any things that I speak here is just resources that I have found that are very helpful. And I hope that you will do further research on everything that is discussed here. These are things that I have found helpful in my journey, and I hope that this helps your journey as well. But that is just a reminder to everyone that I am not guaranteeing you that these things will work. I am not guaranteeing that what I say here is exactly what you should do. Everybody's, ex uh, everybody's experiences vary and you are open to challenging or even finding better ways. So just to, I just want to remind everybody of that. So as we go into emotional wellness, we talk about these six strategies that are brought forth from us from the NIH, the National Institutes of Health. They talk about building resilience. They talk about reducing stress, being mindful, getting quality sleep, coping with loss, and strengthening social connections. Now, as we go into each of these topics, I want to remind you that you have to develop your own strategy. These are just suggestive strategies. So when I'm talking with you or, you know, helping you explore the options, take that exploration farther. The internet is a wealth of information. Not all of it is actually accredited, so be careful where you get your information. If you're, if you're listening to me, you're listening to me because you trust my resources. You trust the information I'm providing you. I will not provide you misinformation. I will always give you resources that I have factually found out and have, you know, researched further before I even discuss them here on our podcast. So just let let you guys know that so let's get into it so the six strategies again are building resilience reducing stress being mindful getting quality sleep coping with loss and strengthening social connections so let's go to the first topic building resilience so what is resilience so resilience is um, is a quality that we all need to adjust to. Um, people who are emotionally well, experts say have fewer negative emotions, aren't able to bounce back from difficulty faster. This, this quality is known as resilience. They're able to bounce back. Learning healthy ways to cope and how to draw from resources in, our, in your community can help you build resilience. To build resilience, develop healthy physical habits Healthy eating, physical activity, and regular sleep can help improve your physical and, and mental health. Take time for yourself each day. Notice the good moments. Do something you enjoy. Look at problems from different angles. Think of changing situations as growth opportunities. Learn from those mistakes and take them as, as, as challenges that are there for a reason. Try to see the positive side of everything. Practice gratitude. Take time to note things to be thankful for each day. Explore your benefits about the meaning and purposes of life. 
Think about how to guide your life by the principles important to you. Tap into social connections and community. Surround yourself with positive, healthy people. Ask for help when you need it. All of those are great ideas and options that you should really instill in your in your daily practices because that is the reason that this podcast exists because I, I wanted my um, listeners to be part of my community. My community is important to me because I'm always educating people. As my husband says, I'm always a student first. Remind yourself of that. Everything is a learning opportunity and I'm giving you information to learn off of. And I explore so many things to be able to bring you a wealth of information. That is what I'm here for. That is what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful to be able to have this voice to share my experiences and to share my journey to improve your journey. So again, build that resilience. Use those, those techniques to build positive habits in your life. The, se- the second strategy is reduce stress. Lord, that is the biggest topic for me because I, I dealt with stress in a very bad way prior to, you know, leaving corporate America. So everyone feels stress from time to time. Stress is normal. Stress can give you a rush of energy when it's needed most. But if stress lasts a long time, a condition known as chronic stress, those high alert changes become harmful rather than helpful. Learning healthy ways to cope with stress can also boost your resilience. So here's some tips to help you to manage your stress. Number one, get enough sleep. Adults need seven or more hours each night. School grade kids ages nine to 12 and teen, um, school age kids need nine to 12 hours and teens need eight to 10 hours. So remember to get at least seven hours of sleep at night. Exercise regularly. Just 30 minutes a day of walking can boost mood and reduce stress. We talked about that last week in our physical dimension. Get out and get moving. 30 minutes a day. Build a social support network. Now, this isn't social media, guy. This is a real social network. This is people you're actually engaging with human beings, not a computer. Build your social network. Set your priorities. Decide what must get done and what can wait. Say no to new tasks if you feel that's too much for you. Show compassion for yourself. Note what you accomplished at the end of the day and not what you didn't. Remembering that things happen every day. So you may not get everything on that list done. It can wait till tomorrow. It's not that, de- it's not that detrimental, guys. Schedule regular times for relaxing activities that uses mindfulness and breathing exercises like yoga and tai chi. I do this for 15 minutes every morning and 15 minutes every night. It is a mind boggler, guys. If you start meditating or start doing your breathing exercises, you will see a dramatic change in your lifestyle. Seek help when you need it. Don't be afraid to say something's not right. Talk to a mental health professional if you feel unable to cope, have suicidal thoughts, or use drugs or alcohol to cope. These are not positive ways of reducing stress, guys. When you feel that desire that you are not worthy of being here anymore, please call the National Suicide Hotline. You can reach that number anytime, any day. The National Suicide Hotline is a tremendous resource. There's also the National Veterans Suicide Hotline uh, available to people that are suffering from PTSD, specifically for Veterans Affairs. So remember, those resources are there at your beck and call whenever you need them. Do not be afraid to pick up that phone. 
you can actually text those numbers now as well. Other ways to manage stress, we are talked about practicing yoga and Tai Chi, meditation, massage therapy is a wonder. Now me, I don't like being touched, but you know, that's, you know, treats their own. Um, acupuncture is a great thing to do. Acupuncture is so, um, beneficial for many other things. If you're experiencing fertility, it can change that. If you have cancers or have, you know, any type of, um, uh, physical ailments, uh, yo, um, acupuncture is a great thing to really look into. Um, and, and always remember to go to a accredited acupuncturist. Don't go to you know the back alley guy that says, I can put a bunch of needles in you. Remember to always do your research. The third thing on the list of strategies is being mindful. The concept of mindfulness is simple. This ancient practice is about being completely aware of what's happening in the present. Of all that's going on, on inside and and happening around you. Sorry, that's inside and out guys. It means not living your life on autopilot. Becoming a more mindful person requires commitment and practice. So here are some great tips from the NIH to help you get started. To be more mindful, take some deep breaths, breathe in through your nose and take, take uh, let's start over. Take some deep breaths, breathe in through your nose and count to four. Hold in for one second and then exhale through your mouth and repeat to a count of five. Repeat this often. I don't have to do the counting. I do it in my head now. Just remember to breathe. I always, I always say breathe, breathe, breathe. You probably hear people that are, are anxious people going breathe, breathe, breathe. Always remember to breathe. Enjoy a stroll. As you walk, notice your breath and sights and sounds around you. As thoughts and worries enter your mind, note them, but then return to the present. You know, it, exiting what, you, what your state of mind is and just, just letting your mind like gaze is not a problem, guys. Practice mindful eating. Be aware of taste, textures, and flavors in each bite. And listen to your body when you're hungry and full. Don't overeat. Don't go through what I did and have to have gastric bypass because you're overeating. That was like my biggest struggle. It helped me get through the challenges and changes of my life and it's helped me maintain it. But that's not the answer for everyone. If you can be more aware of what you're eating and how you're eating it and how fast you're eating it, it will make a dramatic difference in your life. Be aware of your body. Mentally scan your body from head to toe. Bring your attention to how, how each part of your body feels. Now, th this is important, especially for women, because we need to do, you know, our monthly body checks because we are at risk of a lot more things. I mean, even men should do breast checks. It's not anything that we should shy away from. Everybody should be mindful of what their body has and has not. If you notice changes, be mindful of those things. And the last thing is obviously find mindfulness resources, including online programs and teach guided practices. Um, YouTube is a wealth of videos and mindfulness. I, I personally like Native American um, flute music. It helps me stay calm. Um, it may not be your favorite thing. You might find that you need more energized music from the from the nine um, the nine palette of the three six nine uh, monotones. So. Figure out what tone you need in order to be aware of, you know, mindfulness things. 
There's so many sleep apps now. There's so many, um, the Calm app, that's another one. There, there's a lot of apps that are available on our phones nowadays that we didn't have 20 years ago when we're going through this mindfulness change. So find one that suits you. Don't be afraid to explore them. They have, you know, 14 day trials for most of them. Uh, some of them aren't worth going to a paid subscription because it's really the same information, but just find one that's best for you. I personally like Calm. Um, it, something that I play, you know, before I do my meditations, but then I also have a, a few CDs that I've actually gotten from some uh, practitioners that I've worked with over the years. So just be aware of mindful things out there. Uh, the fourth thing is uh, get quality sleep. Now, if you're like me, you, you have uh, times that you uh, go through insomnia. Um, you are under a lot of stress to meet a deadline um, and you um, are not getting the quality sleep. So to fit in everything, we want to do our best each day. We often ask sacrifice sleep, but sleep affects both mental and physical health. It's vital to your well-being. When you're, th when you're tired, you can't function at your best. Sleep helps you think more clearly, have quicker reflexes, and focus better. So take steps to make sure that you regularly get a good night's sleep. To get quality sleep, go to bed at the same time each night and wake up at the same time each morning. Sleep in the dark, quiet, comfortable environment. Exercise daily, but not quite before bedtime. Limit the use of electronics before going to bed. Relax before bedtime. Try a warm bath or reading. Avoid alcohol and large meals before bedtime. Avoid stimulants like nicotine and caffeine. And don't take naps after mid-afternoon. Keep naps short. Try to keep natural sunlight for at least 30 minutes a day. And consult a healthcare practitioner if you have ongoing sleep problems. Again, I talk about insomnia for myself. Turns out I have sleep apnea, guys. I think, uh, I think a majority of Americans have sleep apnea because we have bad habits and we don't follow what we need to do, but it affects our body. So me, I thought, okay, that problem is gone when I lost all this weight. Well, guess what? My sleep apnea came back. Don't be me. Make sure you're getting adequate sleep. If you're having problems sleeping, talk to your doctor about it because you probably need to have a sleep study done or you're most likely just need to alleviate bad habits like caffeine intake like myself or um, not getting a good night's sleep because you fall asleep to the television every night like I do. <laughs> so don't be like me. Don't, don't follow my lead on that one. Um, the fifth thing is cope with loss. When someone you love dies, your world changes. There is no right or wrong way to mourn. Although the death of a loved one can feel overwhelming, most people can make it through it through the grieving process with support of family and friends. But they need to learn healthy ways to help you through these difficult times. So here are some tips to help cope with loss. Number one, take care of yourself. Try to eat right, exercise, and get enough sleep. Avoid bad habits like smoking or drinking alcohol that can put your health at risk. Um, talk to caring friends. Let others know when you want to talk or need to talk. Find a grief support group. It might help you talk with others who are also grieving. That is not necessarily your family. It, you, If you find it's more comforting to talk with others that are not your family, try it. It doesn't hurt. Don't make major changes right away um, when you lose something or someone. Wait a while before making big decisions like moving or changing jobs. Talk to your doctor if having trouble with everyday activities during loss and consider additional support. Sometimes short-term talk, um, short talk therapy can help. And be patient. 
mourning does take time. It's common to have roller coaster emotions for a while. You know, I look back, and this is a big topic for me because my emotional wellness was definitely affected when I lost my parents. Um, I lost my father so quickly to cancer that, you know, it, it hit me harder um, than I, when I lost my mom two years after that. Um, you, you deal with d different things in different ways, but his death was so fast that I didn't really have a chance to really um, express my feelings until later down the road. Now with my mom, um, she and I went through the father's death together, um, along with my siblings. And that helped me a lot differently. But when mom passed away two years after dad, I had to really acknowledge um, family and friends extensively because my mom and my dad were my support line. They were my go-to people for everything. So when you lose your support system, you have to find other resources course I'm married I have a great husband he's very supportive of me and it affected him in, in, in many ways as well but you yourself have to find a comfort in who you talk to and who you can trust with those emotions because if you're going through a loss of your parents that's much different than losing a cat or a dog and sometimes even a sibling depending on their age but you must learn to mourn mourning is beneficial to overcoming sadness and sadness is overcoming fear so don't be afraid to talk to somebody outside of your family and friends go to you know go to a priest go to a, uh, your pastor go to um, a therapist seek help elsewhere um, so the last thing on here is strengthening so social connections and once again I want to remind everybody this is not your social network channel of connections Everybody you have on Facebook is not necessarily a human being. So when you say I have 400 friends, you may only have four friends. Okay, guys, just remember that your social connections are your physical, in-person, face-to-face, over the telephone, where you're physically interacting with them, okay? So co social connections might help protect health and lengthen life. Scientists are finding that our links to others can have powerful effects on our health, both emotionally and physically. Whether with romantic partners, family, friends, neighbors, or others, social connections can influence your bi uh, biology and well-being. So to help build healthy support system, build strong relationship with your kids if you have them. Get active and share good habits with family and friends. If you're a family caregiver, ask for help from others. Join a group focused on favorite hobbies such as reading, hiking, or painting, photography, um, take a class and learn something new. Um, just because you're older doesn't mean you can't learn something new. It's never hurt, never hurts. Volunteer for things you can care about in your community, like community garden, community school, library, or place of worship. Travel to a place, travel to different places and meet new people. Getting out there, getting things done. Again, this is human to human in, interaction. This is not engaging on social media, guys. Now, we've gone through all these tips from the NIH, which are all great tips. And at this point, you should be asking, you're asking questions of yourself. How am I feeling emotionally? Do I feel confident with where I am emotionally? What can I do to feel less stress, sadness, anger, and depressed? And most importantly, if I need help with my feelings, do I have friends who I can recommend uh, do I have friends who can re recommend a support group or a counselor? Or are they a reliable source for me? 
Um, these are all things that you should be thinking about, guys, and you should be making yourself aware of uh, challenges for your emotional well-being. Again, September is Self-Care Awareness Month. Take care of yourself. Take care of your life. Change your habits. Change your life. Hey there, tribe. Please join me in welcoming Linda Fisenden Butts, RN, BSN, and Certified Healing Touch Practitioner to the Circle of Chi Tribe. Linda practices Mondays and Fridays at Ancient Wisdom Acupuncture and Wellness Center at 2171 Judicial Drive, Suite 100 in Germantown, Tennessee. So what is Healing Touch? Healing Touch is a relaxing, nurturing energy therapy that uses gentle touch to assist in balancing physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. Healing Touch works with your energy field to support your natural ability to heal. It is safe for all ages and works in harmony with and is complementary to standard medical care. Healing Touch benefits you. It reduces stress, improves anxiety and depression, decreases pain, strengthens the immune function, enhances recovery from surgery, deepens spiritual connections. Please be aware research continues to build the evidence based on positive outcomes in response to Healing Touch. However, it should be noted that individual experiences may vary. To start your healing journey, book your session with Linda by calling 901-832-7504 in the Memphis and Mid-South area. Again, that number is 901-832-7504. Our hearts are aching and our spirits are wounded. Our lives are in need of God's healing. Wrap us in your loving arms, Lord. Quiet these uneasy feelings. Give us your strength. Show us the way. Let the healing start. Breathe new life into our souls and new joy into our hearts. sponsor this season. She is a fantastic healing touch practitioner here in Germantown, Tennessee, and she is always looking for new clients to take on. So be sure to check out her profile at SirLitchie.com. In the meantime, if you are interested in becoming a sponsor, I always welcome new sponsors for every episode, and it comes with a small fee, of course, but it is appreciated. If you are interested, please reach out to me at SirLitchie.com uh, and look up the advertising section.
thank you for joining me this week. On next week's episode, I will help you explore intellectual dimension of total wellness. This dimension goes into well beyond book smartness, everyone. Join me next week at 7 p.m. on Shroom Radio Network and on your favorite podcast channels. And remember to like and subscribe to be entered to our uh, weekly drawings on Circle of swag and products from our sponsors. So until next time, blessings and love and light. So be it, so it is, it is done. So be it, so it is, it is done. So be it, so it is, it is done. So be it, so it is, is done. Blessings, everyone. Catch the next episode of the Circle of Chief podcast at 7 p.m. on the Trim Radio Network or on your favorite podcast channels like Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Amazon, and others. <laughs>